0: Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Uh, coming to you live from the Palatial Franklin Estates in the west end of Richmond, where it is uh, 20 minutes to 9 as we record this. Georgia Tech and Pitt are still playing, uh, so we don't quite yet know uh, who Virginia is going to play uh, tomorrow night in the ACC tournament, but we will know by the time this podcast is over. So we're going to talk about some other things until we get to the part where we can actually give some hashtag analysis. Uh, everybody is back on the show so let's introduce the crew as we get into this uh, up in uh, Fishersville David Spence is back on the podcast welcome back my friend oh
1: it's always great to be here who days on the board at who days on you Twitter totally
0: pun on saying my name again this week I don't don't <laughs> think we're not on to you there Dave uh, staff writer Justin Ferber up in Arlington is also back on the show welcome back my friend
2: Thanks, Brad. Uh, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter
0: and Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner, great place for our in-game updates, content items, and the verified occasional witty banter. What? <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a that was a nice moment for me uh, this morning. I was like, oh look, hmm. um, humble brag. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Virginia goes out and beats the the tar out of, uh, at a of pit on on Sunday. Not necessarily a surprise. I don't think given our conversation last week. But maybe I was a little surprised at maybe the way uh, they were able to do it. Um, How do you guys feel about that win, and how much confidence do you think it gives you in Virginia considering the opponent and the situation? Dave, let's start with you. Did you get the warm fuzzies after watching uh, Perantis? I mean, you probably got the warm fuzzies just watching Perantis go out that way in general. But did did, did you get the warm fuzzies about the team uh, in, in, in terms of coming off of that win going into the postseason?
1: I mean, it, it never hurts to, to win going into the postseason. I mean, um, I didn't get to watch the game till a few hours after it was over. So I kind of already knew the score, but, um, I mean, obviously with Artisan and young sitting out the beginning, it was not exactly even, you know, full firepower there for Pitt, but you know, that doesn't mean much for a, a team like Virginia that at times struggles to score the ball against anyone. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the offense looked as sharp as they've looked in a while. Um, look, I, I was most encouraged that we were seeing minutes for Mamadi and, and Guy and, and Jerome, because um, c- as we've talked about endlessly over the course of this season, you know, it, it appears the team is just playing better with those guys on the floor. So, you know, it, and momentum hitting into the tournament after that that bad four game stretch. Uh, I believe it was Justin who brought it up in the text thread. Like, you know, w- you know, watch. I believe it wasn't four game losses when you brought it up, but you know, the whole point of you know lose a couple games and, and then get hot at the end. Look, I think we all feel better. Than we would have felt if the if the winning were was reversed with the losing streak. Right. Um, you know, if we had been coming in four losses, I don't think we'd be sitting here talking about how great the bracket is for us.
0: What about you, Ferber? How did you feel about Virginia coming out of that game? Did you did you see what you needed to see in order for you to have some confidence going into the postseason or did you feel like a lot of that was based on the fact that that's just a, a bad opponent with a with a coach who hates his team, which we're going to get into in a minute? And um and and really just uh just just not necessarily something you can really, I don't know, sink your teeth into. What how did you feel?
2: Uh, I mean, I think it was kind of a mixture of both. Uh, I mean, Pitts got their issues. I think that they are kind of underperforming, but um, not not necessarily a not, you know, a team that's not talented, but like Dave said, I mean, coming out of the gate with uh, your two best players on the bench and another kicked off the team. I mean, it's gonna be hard to kind of sustain in an environment like that. So I'm not surprised that it went the way it went. But at the same time, even before we knew that they were sitting out, I still thought that UVA would probably handle them pretty easily. And, and uh, I mean, that's what happened. I mean, the offense, like Dave said, was engaged early, and I thought that that was promising. It was a lot of crisp passing, which is good to see. So um, I think that, you know, it, it pretty much just stay, keeps them on the course that I felt like they were already on.
0: Yeah, I kind of tend to agree with that. I mean, I think the one thing that, that I, was, I was glad to see was that, that it kind of was – uh, real, I guess how do I put this? the The team you saw Sunday reminded you. I mean, Saturday was the team that you were, you thought you saw on Monday. Does that make sense? Like, they seemed like the same group. Um, I was at least a little worried I, driving to Charlottesville that that morning. I was a little worried that that it's one thing to get up for a number five team in the country when you just you know you've just gone you've gotten a, you've broken a four game losing streak and you're probably feeling pretty good. And you have nothing to lose, right? you got nothing to lose. You're playing number five team in the country. Playing on senior day with the expectation you're supposed to win, even though there was that sort of revenge, like get back at them angle, I, I wanted to see UVA come out and do exactly what they did. Now, much appreciative to uh, Michael Young and Jamel Artis for not showing up to breakfast on time because that meant that, that Pitt didn't have its two best players for the first ten minutes. Um, and I, and I do think that was a significant sort of piece of the game. And by the time those guys got in, the team is done. But I I mentioned before, I wanted to go, come back to this. Like, dude, I've not seen a coach. All right. I have not seen a coach who you just, you just heard the way the words he said and, 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 and watched, watched his demeanor and thought he cannot wait for this season to be over. He really does not like this team. Um, I, I don't know if maybe that was partly just based on the frustration of those guys being late or what. Um, but it definitely felt like to me that it was cumulative. Now, again, I haven't covered Pitt. I, I don't follow um, Stalin's around. I, You know, that's the only press conference I think I've seen him do all season. So take somewhat with a grain of salt. But Ferber and I were both sitting there, and we are just like, man, he really does not like his team at all. Now, it, the, the coaching change and the timing of all that makes sense that he wouldn't. Uh, I, I know earlier in the broadcast of tonight's game they were talking about, Doris Burke was talking about how, you know, 100% of the minutes at the point uh, they might have next year, uh, Aren't that person's not on the team. So, I mean, he's he's going to have a significant sort of transition there. But uh, that, to me, um, I, I think was an undertone that you just couldn't really avoid, um, especially considering the, the venue, the team they were playing, the, uh, what was on the line. I mean, basically Virginia was playing because it wanted a better seat, but also it was Perrantes' last home game. And then, you know, there's a renewed kind of sense around the team and the excitement and, and, and that kind of thing. So I, you just had a feeling even before the game that Virginia was going to take care of business. And yet once I, once, once I saw that, that that they had that nice start, um, you know, I, I, I didn't have any worries about them. Um, do you feel like – let's take this conversation in a slightly different direction. Do you feel like the Virginia we've seen the last three games is the Virginia you're going to see for the postseason? Um, do, do we finally have a good feel for who this team is now – after you know what felt like a couple months worth of some some scratching your head and kind of looking at it Ferber, let's start with you, do you feel like you know who Virginia is yet or do you still think they've got uh, they've got some kinks to work out even at this point of the year?
2: I think I last week I mean I said that I felt like they had kind of turned a corner back in the right direction, obviously that was after the Carolina win and uh, after the win against Pitt, I mean, it's hard to feel any different than that. but at the same time, I also said that I mean, you can't just ignore what happened in the weeks prior and they're kind of both teams. I mean, it's the same team. So, I mean, they're capable of, of doing what they've done. And then, you know, one misstep and you could be back where you were offensively. If if things are a little clunkier, the good news is that it seems like Tony has kind of changed some of the scheme up a little bit, which, I mean, it's kind of hard to go back on that at this point. So I think if that was a difference that, you know, helped, then I think that obviously that's a good sign going forward, but At the same time, I think that I have a pretty good idea for who this team is. Um, I mean, it's not like they were having one bad game, then one good game, then one bad game. Um, But I think that they are capable of going on a run through this tournament, but so are a lot of other teams that they would have to play. So, I mean, you could lose your second game in this tournament or third game, um, and it wouldn't necessarily be a bad loss because there's so many good teams in the league.
0: That that's a that's a very uh, a very astute point uh, f- for your game update for a game that already ended. <laughs> Pitts Pitts up by uh, three with about five and a half to go. Uh, Georgia Tech going to the line. Um, you come to Cavs Corner for the day old uh, score updates because you know I aim to please. Um, what uh, what about you, uh, Dave? What do you, what do you feel like? Uh, do you feel like you know this team? Do you do you agree with kind of where Ferber's coming from? Do you do you want to fight him? What what do you think?
1: No, I mean I think. I think he's right. I mean, the answer to your question is team is kind of both. It's what we've seen the last few games. And it's what we saw before. Um, Look, the last couple of games have been great because they're shooting over 50% from three, which they are capable of doing because they have some very good shooters on the roster, but it's still a very perimeter oriented team um, that has gotten some more drives to the basket because they're making those three point shots when they don't fall. Those driving lanes close up a lot. So, it's a team that's going to live by their ability to make shots. You know, the, uh, I was encouraged to see some, some post entries in the game against Pitt, which I would be willing to bet without going through all the tape for the season prior to the podcast tonight that we probably didn't have that many post throws in a half. I think we had three by my unofficial count, uh, two to salt and one to Momedy in the first half, you know, legitimate post feeds, not drive and kick. Um, so, but still, even with that, I mean, this team is very perimeter oriented. I think the fact that Kyle is shooting out of his mind right now, um, and then you know Ty, if he could only get not be afraid to take a shot, um, I mean that kid will shoot. He may end up breaking London. London holds the record for number of threes shot beyond four, three or four feet beyond <laughs> the three point line
0: at
1: you know at JPJ. But right. Ty's probably going to break that so because um, he certainly as a freshman he has more um but you know it, it's interesting to see what what happens to this team when those shots don't fall because it's some inevitable you know inevitably if you make a deep run you're gonna play a lot of games and just like uh, i mentioned in the last podcast i'd kind of joke there was gonna be a game where virginia hit you know 60 or 70 percent of threes and they you know we've seen that um you know is this team able to sustain what they're doing when that shot isn't falling? Can Kyle still be you know a weapon when his shot isn't falling? Um, yeah, you know, we may not have to find out but we but odds are you'll have to.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's that's interesting. I mean, you made the point about Kyle shooting, you know kind of lights out or out of his mind. and it's funny because, yeah, he was five of seven against both uh, state and, and Carolina. I mean, he hadn't hit five threes in a row, or excuse me five threes at all. Um, he had hit three going back to the February 4th game against Louisville And he made 4-6 that night um, But I mean, if you think about it He's getting consistent minutes uh, now Which is which is a good thing Although he only played 19 against Pittsburgh uh, He had some foul trouble, I believe, in the, in the first half He and Ty both I think the thing that's interesting to me Is that we've always thought, right I think our, our general kind of mindset throughout the season Has been Virginia's best offensive lineup Is not its best defensive lineup and so it's tough for them. I, I think it's tough for Tony at times this season to have figured out. Okay, um, what, am, what, what am I? What am I? What am I going to do to make these two things equal? And really, what I what I what I'm more encouraged by than anything else, aside from just the overall defense I saw, um, the, the the overall defense I saw against Carolina uh, was just specifically the way Kyle played. And I feel like again, before the season, I said. The guys who wore Virginia's uniform previously are going to dictate where Virginia goes this year. And I think I was right to a point, and now I'm wrong, because I really do believe the difference for Virginia in this postseason is going to be Kyle Kai. His contributions, the consistency he plays with on both ends, to me that's the difference for this team between you know being a team that can win a couple games in the, in the postseason and a team that can make a deep run. Um, they're a different animal completely when he's, when he's on. And I think that because now he's playing better defense, it, it certainly looks, uh, it it looks to me uh, like Virginia's in a in a spot to to you know make some noise. Uh, before we get to the to the to the ACC tournament specifically, I want to talk a little bit about Kyle in general. Um, where does this sort of stack up with what you were kind of expecting from from Guy, and what do you still think you want to see from him going forward the rest of this year, Dave? We'll start with you. What do you what do you feel like you, you Virginia needs from him? and 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 where do you kind of see him going at this point? I
1: mean that's it I don't know that I expect a whole lot expected a whole lot different than what I've seen um I mean the, based on the way he kind of started the year you know, it was it was hard to see him getting consistent minutes with what we thought we had on the wing and I don't mean that to, you know I don't mean that to put down the other guys but um <laughs> And try to talk around this answer. Let me see. Why don't you just answer Why don't you, um, you just answer
0: I, the question? It'll be okay.
1: If you'd remember to send me the pre. No. Um, I mean, I was pretty happy with it. I mean, honestly, I think the thing that's impressed me the most about Kyle is he kind of hit that midseason slump you see with a lot of freshmen. Um, not only did he hit it, he lost a lot of minutes during it. Um, or maybe it was the reason. I don't know. Chicken and the egg there. But the fact that he didn't pout and he's come back in and he's playing. He's still making some mistakes on defense, but his effort has not ever been better than it's been the last few games. And a lot of our defense, you know, effort is almost as much. Execution is very important, but effort is just as important, especially when you're undersized, you know, having had three years in the Mike Curtis system like he has. So I'm impressed what I've seen with him from him the last few games just because of the hiccup he had in the middle. Um, And going forward, look, if he can continue to shoot five from seven, five for seven every game, He'll be all right. Um, he's certainly starting to understand the pack line more, and he, you know, his quickness gives you that Darius Thompson-like element of being able to create steals and get some some transition opportunities out of the pack line defense. So, you know, I think that brings a, a, a new, you know, a different element. He might he might give up some stuff as he gets posted until he gets more size, but he does bring some quickness. Um, and as long as he's shooting like he is, you know, the other team's not going to be able to. You know, to match up a a bigger guy on him a lot of times, it doesn't have speed. So there will be teams like Duke who roll out, you know, NBA prospects who can guard him with size. But you'll also be a you know matchup problem for the teams with lesser athletes.
0: What about you, Ferber? What do you feel like you want to see from from Kyle? He
1: made threes. That was a much simpler and better answer. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know what
2: like. I mean, he just needs to keep playing the way he's playing and hunt his shot and be aggressive and you know keep playing well on the defensive end. And obviously, his early foul trouble the other night kind of kept him from playing more because he sat out most of the first half. So just make sure that um, if you get beat, you know, don't don't foul recklessly. I mean, if you have to give up a foul to avoid a, a wide open layup or something, that's understandable. But just to keep yourself on the floor, I think that's a big thing.
0: That's a that's a good piece, and and realistically, what I, when I asked the question, the one thing I was thinking about was okay, we've said he needs to play better D. We we know he needs to make threes. I also think that he has to protect the ball, and I think one thing he said I, I don't know if it was just ESPN or or to us post game after the uh, the Carolina game was that one of the ways you get on the floor there is by taking care of the ball, and I feel like if you look back at his um you know his streak, he was he was turning the ball over a couple times, three times wherever. Uh, in very limited minutes, I mean, he turned the ball over. Like for example, in the uh, in the win over Wake Forest, he played seventeen minutes and he turned it over twice. Um, he didn't he didn't make a three in that game. He didn't make a two. Um, he hit. I think he had two free throws and that was it. That's a quintessential sort of early Kyle guy game. And I think that's the thing you don't want to see him go back to, which is he's, he's, he's become a liability with the ball. He's not playing as well defensively, and he's not hitting his shots. And I think the thing that's that, – I don't know which one you guys said it earlier, but I think the thing that, that, that we're starting to see from UVA is they're kind of getting back to who they were when they were, <laughs> when they were good earlier in the season. Um, but it's still very possible that they can go into those funks um, shooting the ball, and they've got to figure out how to get offense. And so I feel like Guy protecting the ball – um, and playing good D is gonna keep him on the floor. And I think that's you know that's an that's an important piece. Um, let's see. Uh, Pitt currently um, up three now um, with just a couple more minutes left in the game. So uh, again, I aim to please. Um, what do we feel like uh, going into the ACC tournament? do do, do we feel like there's a clear cut uh, sort of favorite in this? because one thing that's been surprising to me has been to see the number of, uh, odds makers or whoever, whether that's computer algorithms or whether that's betting, whatever. Uh, given Virginia essentially the second best uh, chances to win the the, the league behind Carolina, do we feel confident that Carolina gets this done? What do we how, let's take big Let's take a big picture look before we kind of go throughout the bracket. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you. What, how, do you feel good about Carolina? Do you What do you feel about UVA's chances? Size this thing up for me. Um,
1: you know, without getting too much of the brackets. Carolina certainly has a tougher side of it. Um, you know, like every tournament, it's all about matchups. But I feel pretty good. I mean, I would I would have a hard time putting any legitimate money on anyone other than Carolina. Right. Um, certainly from that. I don't. Know I mean, if I had to bet, I, I kind of agree with the odds makers. If you just look at the bracket, I think Virginia's probably got the. You would have to, you know, put them two maybe maybe two. 2 a two b with, with Duke, but yeah. If I had to bet good money, it would be on Carolina.
0: In the bracket right now, so we've got, so so Clemson is through to tomorrow's set of games. Um, by you know, this podcast will post in the morning, so the noon game between Syracuse and Miami will 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 still be ahead of you. So it's Syracuse, Miami, then Clemson, Duke, uh, Wake Forest got by Boston College earlier. It was a lot closer than. Uh, at one point, at least, I thought it was going to be. So that's uh, Virginia Tech and the Deeks tomorrow night in the seven o'clock slot. And so whoever wins this game between Pitt and uh, and Georgia Tech places faces UVA at nine. Um, I, I feel good about Carolina. Um, I don't know what to expect out of Louisville and Florida State. I feel like Louisville is still. Louisville still feels like a like a like a painting that's not yet dry. You know, like you're just not. I, I don't know why, but I still feel like they're. I think it's because maybe the suspensions and, and the situa- the injuries and stuff. They've they I feel like they've just been a little bit all over the place. Um, Florida State same reason, same same conclusion, different reasons, right? I mean, they just they're very like Jekyll and Hyde. Um, one minute Dwayne Bacon's torching you, and the next minute he's he's not scoring. Um, it's just a, a strange team, and, and then I f- I don't know. I I like Bonzi Colson and I appreciate uh, everything Notre Dame does, but I, I they, them getting that three seed is, is somewhat surprising. So it feels like the the league is 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 wide open. The, uh, the tournament's wide open. I mean, it feels like the league has a lot of good teams, but there's you know Carolina would would seem to be the one team that that is pretty great, and yet they just scored forty three points the other night. Um, so I I can't really say that I that I feel super confident. I'm like Dave. I wouldn't lay much money at all. Ferber, handicap this field for me. What you, you, Carolina feels like the natural Obviously the the one that you would point to And say okay they're the most likely to win it But wh- wh- how, how do you see this thing going Do you think it's going to get crazy in the next few days which, which, What are your thoughts
2: uh, I don't think it'll get too crazy um, I think North Carolina and then obviously Louisville Duke will be a good game um, And then I think I mean, Florida State, I think, could be challenged by Virginia Tech or maybe even Wake Forest, depending on who gets through that game. Just because we don't really – Florida State away from home is kind of an unknown at this point. Um, I mean, obviously they won in Charlottesville, which is something. But, um, I, I mean, throughout ACC play, you said they were kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Really, I mean, the difference was home and away. They didn't lose a home game. And they were, what, they were 2-7 and seven on the road or 3-6, and six, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'd have to pull it up, but yeah, I mean, how that translates to a neutral court, we don't really know, because some teams are bad on the road, but they're not bad in neutral environments, right. and I mean, they did lose to a pretty average Temple team earlier in the season um, on a neutral floor, but that game was close, so I don't know if there's a whole lot you can take away from that. Um, I mean, Notre Dame's a good team, and they've played well in the ACC tournament in the past, so I wouldn't be surprised to see UVA lose to Notre Dame if it came to that, but um, I mean, UVA matches up well with them, and they have in the past, but Notre Dame has a knack for winning these ACC tournament games. Um, I think uh, Bray usually has them pretty much ready to go for that, so I think that's interesting. I'm with you on Louisville as well. Um, I like Duke to beat them, but I think it'll be close, but I don't know if I'm blinded by the fact that UVA has just dominated them in the head-to-head games, but to me, I just don't see it. Like, everybody's saying how good they are and how they're on the level of, like, Carolina and these other teams, and I, I just don't think they are. Um I mean, are they as good as UVA? Yeah, They're probably somewhere around that. But I don't think they're like a national title contender. Um, I mean, they'll be seeded high. But I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I feel like they're missing something. Um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of huge upsets. I think UVA is probably the team that's most likely to make a run from the teams that have to play tomorrow. Um, or today, I guess, if you're listening. Um Obviously, Duke or Louisville could as well, but I don't think uh, like the eight and nine winner or uh, I mean, Virginia Tech could make a run to like the semis, I think, but I don't see them getting to the final.
0: yeah, I think the my problem with with Louisville is this is that Quentin Snyder has been back what? Seven games now, and and it doesn't feel like he's been back for seven games. Like I, f- I still feel like it maybe because he missed the second Virginia game. But I, I don't I, look. Donovan Mitchell had a very good season. Uh, that's a talented team, and you are right. Maybe, maybe we're in, we're impacted because we watch them against UVA and they always suck. But I, I just don't know what to make of that group. And yet, I can tell you they're extremely talented. I can tell you if I was somebody in another conference, I wouldn't want to play them in the NCAA's. But I can also tell you, like, I have no idea what to what to make of them um, in in. Uh, you know, in in this specific tournament, considering the look, you're right. They're they're probably going to get Duke, and, and let's let's go let's go through the the, the bracket here, uh, make some predictions. Syracuse and Miami. I, I'm going to take Miami because this game is not a, in in upstate New York, um, and therefore I, I don't know if I trust Syracuse away um, from home. Um, where? What about you guys, Ferber? Let's start with you. Give me give me a, a quick little synopsis of wh- how you feel like uh, that game breaks down.
2: Um, I think Syracuse shoots the lights out and beats them.
0: Wow. Okay. What about you, Dave? Be the be the uh, the rubber match here. What? How do you feel about this one?
1: I like Miami in that game. Um, I think it'll be really tight, but Miami's playing some pretty good basketball, and they're comfortable playing in a you know in a low possession game. Uh, I think neutral floor. I'll give it to Miami, but it's not going it, to be a neutral floor. It's going to
2: be. Fifteen thousand series.
1: Well, it's, yeah, it's it's
0: <laughs> it's quote unquote neutral, right? Yeah, quote unquote neutral. Um, but yeah,
1: I'll still go with Miami.
0: So then we we're gonna we're gonna get Clemson and Duke in the two o'clock slot tomorrow afternoon. Well, two thirty. Let's be honest; those games are never gonna get done. Why they? I never understand why they schedule them this way. Anyway, sorry. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know Clemson played them tight, but I just don't know any way I can not pick Duke in this game. Um, I, I feel like. I feel like this is a very lost sort of season for the for the Tigers. I, I felt like they were much better than what they showed. I thought Geron Blossom had a very disappointing season, and I know that that's easy for me to say as some dude who's sitting here on a podcast. Uh, I, 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 I totally understand that, that that might sound harsh, but um, I, I just feel like he could have had a better year, and, and if he had had a better year, I would feel much better about trying to pick them. But I think Duke's the more talented team. They got... They got the – generally, I like to go with a team that's more talented. So, I, I feel like Duke comes out of that. Ferber, what about you? How are you feeling about Duke and Clemson? Uh,
2: I think Duke wins that one pretty easily. Um, yeah, I mean uh, – yeah, for, I think earlier I accidentally mentioned that Duke and Louisville would be playing on Wednesday, but they they would have to play <laughs> Thursday. I think Duke beats them, even though Clemson did give them a game the first time. So. What
0: about you, Dave?
1: Yeah, I, I think Duke large. I mean – it might be close for a little while, I think you know Duke always tends to turn it on And these tournaments and they're probably healthier than they've been all year. So other than Grayson Allen's ankle um, So yeah, I, I don't give Clemson much of a chance. I think it'll be one of those people people they will be able to leave early and enjoy the little extra hour of break time before <laughs> the night session
0: Uh, Then in the 7 o'clock game uh, tomorrow night slash tonight, for those who are listening, uh, Wake Forest will play uh, number 7 seeded Virginia Tech at 7. I am tantalizingly close to going with Wake, and the only thing that's keeping me back from that is that they had a little trouble at times with Boston College today. Um, I don't know. I I feel like a lot of what we've seen from Tech this season has been because... especially in the latter portion, like, they're just, shooting the, they're just shooting the crap out of the ball. And I just don't think that's something, like, they're, they're not even, like, shooting at a, specific, at a consistent percentage, but they're, they've got a good defense to fall back on as well, you know? Like, that is their one thing. Like, they either hit a bunch of shots or they don't. So they just, you know, they just lost a wake. Um, I, I, I just, I, I'm t- I'm I'm torn. I'm torn. Uh, I, I'm going to listen to you guys and then make my make my call. Ferber, what do you think? You wake or tech in this game?
2: I'm going to take tech. Um, it's kind of like a toss-up for me, and usually in that scenario I go with the team that had the bye. Um I was a little bit surprised how close that BC game was today, but, I mean, it happens. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, I watched a decent amount of the game on Saturday between the two, and, and I think it could have gone either way for the most part. So uh, in the rematch, I'm going to go with the Hokies.
0: Dave, I don't think you'd like to pick Tech in pretty much anything. Um, so you're going to talk yourself into picking Wake here, I'm sure. Or you're going to tell me, well, I was going to pick Wake anyway. Um, but who you got, Wake or or, or Tech in this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I think it's going to be close, but I, I'll give it to Tech. Just the, Wow. You know, Wake, Wake probably had a little more work than they hoped for today. Um, and I don't know. I, look... If I pick deck and I'm wrong, I'll be okay, so I'll take
0: deck. All right, well, I'm picking Wake because <laughs> I think you're both lame. Um, no, I just – I don't know, man. I just – I don't know. I, I feel like there's like, going to be – there's going to be some – Is there some, a player on the
1: Wake you like or something?
0: <laughs> yo, yeah, you know, my, my boy John Collins. Um, look, I just feel like there's going to be some non-chalk in, in this tournament, and that's one of the spots. You know, that just feels right, a 10-7, <laughs> you know? And honestly, I, I just I, look. If Tech comes out wins this game easily, I'll be very impressed, and and that will definitely uh, kind of uh, assuage my my doubt, I guess. Um, but you know, at this point, I, I just uh, I have a I have a, a tough time. Um currently this game is, is got six point five <laughs> seconds. I was really hoping that by the time we got to the bottom of the bracket, the game would be well, over no. and we'd be able to say, Oh, Pit one, or oh George So it's a two point game with six point five seconds to go. Again, this is great radio or great audio for those of you who were hearing this a day you know, the morning after this happens. Um, like I said, I aim to please. Um, but it's it's <laughs> It, it's it somewhat without, like a seven-point lead. Yeah, to it was like the bracket. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was not. Uh, it was not a pleasant uh, sort of uh, experience, uh, so to speak, uh, for Pitt in this. I'm. I'm. I'm really going to avoid uh, doing the thing where like I start to do like a play-by-play or something uh, of this game because clearly people who are listening to this don't care because they already know that so and so won. Um, let's go back to the top of the bracket. Let's go there. back to the top of the bracket <laughs> then, I guess. And Carolina at this point is either going to be playing Syracuse or Miami. Um, I believe two of us had Miami. Um, Ferber is going to have to pretend that he lives in an alternate universe where Carolina uh, is playing Syracuse. I-, I would have Carolina winning it uh, against either one of them. Honestly, I-, I feel like with an extra day's rest, it's, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a bonus for them because I do think they have some depth. I'm not really the one thing that, the one doubt I have about Carolina is. They're, that without Bryce Johnson this year And to, and, and obviously to um, To some extent to Marcus Page They're just not quite as Decisive maybe Is that the word I'm looking for? Hold on Let me talk through this Like I feel like they're very good and They're very talented And they certainly would scare the crap out of you If you had to prepare for them But I feel like they're just They don't know how to use all the pieces You know what I mean? Like they, they, they feel like a team with a lot of talent That just kind of can't Necessarily always get it pointed in the right direction Like Tony Bradley almost feels like, to me, to be their best big, which is strange considering he's got two guys who play in front of him, right? Um, I feel like Joel Berry hasn't been Joel Berry, and I wonder if one of the reasons why Joel Berry hasn't been himself is because he's suffering from the same London Perrantes syndrome, right? When Malcolm Brogdon was on the roster, London Perrantes was a beast, and now all of a sudden people can defend you differently when there's no Malcolm, uh, when there's no Marcus Page, no Bryce Johnson, it's a very different animal for, for Joel Berry. And like I feel like even though Jackson just won player of the year, I f- I forget he's on this team sometimes, and that's weird. Right? So in the in a way, I, I still think Carolina wins it, but I I, I want to see him get right in this game because I'm I still I still I don't know, I still don't feel quite comfortable with him uh, at this point. Um Ferber, let's go over to you. Do you feel like they beat Syracuse in your bracket at this point?
2: Yeah, I think Carolina wins this game by like 12 or 14. Um, Syracuse maybe gives them a game for a half, and then I think North Carolina pulls away in the second half and wins pretty comfortably.
0: What about you, Dave?
1: Yeah, I mean I think that goes for either one of the teams. Carolina gets patched up. I mean that noon game—it's already always weird energy. It seems to always be a little close, um, but I think Carolina pulls away. If if one of those, t- I've got Miami winning, obviously, and playing Carolina, but. I mean I think of the two potential opponents Syracuse is the most likely of the two to give them a game um cuz Carolina can get into the <clears throat> the bad habit of settling for threes um you know and Syracuse can certainly invite you to do that
0: um Let's see. Louisville will play the winner of Duke and Clemson, who we both we all feel uh, we feel like is going to be Duke. This is an interesting game, and probably the first really. I mean, I, I mean, this Pittsburgh Georgia Tech game is 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 going down to the wire too. But this feels like a probably the be- the big biggest game to this point, at least as as we've picked it. Uh, I, I don't have a f- real good feel in Louisville, so I'm, I'm going to have to go with Duke. I, I, I Again, I, I just feel like Louisville has a lot of pieces. Not really sure about them all going the right direction. Going to have to be that against Duke. Not really sure about Grayson Allen and where he is health-wise, um, but I think Lou Kennard is is going to be a tough matchup for Louisville in a variety of ways. Uh, Dave, what about you? you feel like Duke gets gets to uh, the next round?
1: You know, see, I, mean, I I kind of agree with you guys that Louisville it's, seems to be – Overvalued by others compared to what we've seen, but like yeah, Batino's been really good in the postseason, and they didn't get to play in this tournament last year. Um, you know, Duke has a lot, but they don't have a lot of depth. I, I'm actually going to pick Louisville in a little bit of, you know, not a little bit, in an upset here. Um,
0: an upset where the four beats the five. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure it, in Vegas it will be. Um, yeah, I, I just like you know facing Louisville after. I just think Louisville is going to wear, wear Duke out, um, you know, especially with Grayson's ankle. Um, and and Grayson, even without his ankle, I mean, he's just not playing where he was. Um, Kennard has been lights out, but uh, I don't know. I just got this sneaky feeling about Louisville. Um, nothing <laughs> have, I've seen makes this... me think they should win, but I mean, they're really <laughs> good in the postseason.
0: We had this whole discussion about how we weren't really sure about Louisville. Did Dave get yeah, too deep? was kind of just. And, yeah, Dave you, was wait, laying back wait, there. Um, Ferber, what about you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember, I'm trying to remember back now, Louisville kind of handled Duke in the first meeting, but I think that was one of the games where Coach K wasn't there and, you know, they weren't totally healthy. Um, I think Duke wins this one um, in a pretty close game. Um, I think they can get by Clemson easy enough to where the fatigue doesn't really catch up until maybe the next day. Um, So I think that they can come in and stay hot and kind of shoot their way through the the, the
0: quarterfinals. All right, so Florida State is going to get the winner of Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Uh, you guys thought that might be Tech. I'm kind of thinking it might be Wake. I still think Florida State would beat both of those teams. Um, I I don't feel terribly confident. Like I wouldn't like bet my house on it or anything. But I mean, I might you know like you know bet like my my notebook or something on it. Um, how are we feeling uh, about? this matchup do we think florida state this is a this is one of those teams that florida state can actually get through uh the tournament or, or do we feel like uh like tech i mean wake Force is going to make uh, uh some noise here what do you how do you guys feel Ferber let's start with you
2: florida state i mean i don't really like them that much but their draw is not that bad so i, I see them getting through to the next round um I don't know. I mean, this game is kind of – I could see them losing to Tech, honestly, or Wake. Just because, I don't know, that team's just kind of – I feel like they sleepwalk through a lot of games on the road or away from home, and it'll be interesting to see how they play in a neutral environment. Or it could go the other way, and they could play well. But um, I kind of think they sneak one out um, over Tech. But I don't know. I mean, that's one of the – you said there's going to be an upset somewhere. This is kind of where I think it might be.
0: Interesting. What about you, Dave?
2: Yeah, it kind of feels the so, way I, I think Tech or Wake could beat Florida State.
1: Um, obviously, I've got them playing Tech. I, yeah, I think Florida State pulls it off. Um, I mean, I th- Between between Virginia Tech and Wake Forest, I mean, I think Wake Forest is probably the more likely of the two to be able, be able to beat Florida State in that matchup, but Wake would be playing their third game in three days at that point. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to... Stick with Florida State, and I, I don't know if it'll be close. Um, I, I, I'm not completely sold on Virginia Tech and Wake Forest, and I'm also not completely sold on Wake on Florida State. So yeah, that's a good, way, just
0: gonna to... Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It's a, it is very it is very uh, it is a it's like the question mark section of the bracket. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert: uh, the third <laughs> game of the ACC tournament is finally final, and Pittsburgh has beaten uh, Georgia Tech, so it will be Virginia and Pittsburgh one more time. A rematch from three days ago, uh, tomorrow night in um, uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, I think we all would say that Virginia is going to get past Pitt. Um, you can all just say yes if you would like, because um, I'm assuming that we're all going to pick. Agreed. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, all the the A's the I's have it. Uh, so Notre Dame and Virginia, an interesting sort of rematch from a game that was more nip and tuck. I, I think in South Bend than most of us probably would admit at the time um i mean it's weird to say that a game that ended with that score would be that way but i just i just remember there were several times in that game where i just didn't know virginia was going to be able to kind of pull it off um where how do we how do we feel about virginia's matchup with notre dame um possibly on a thursday night game um ferber let's start with you do you feel like virginia would get that done
2: i think they can for sure i mean history is on their side in that way um What's Tony's record against Notre Dame? Like 5-0 oh, since they joined the ACC, I think. 5-0? 4-0? Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, a lot of those games haven't really been close. So, I mean, I can't – I don't even really remember one that was. I think there was one game at Notre Dame that might have been close, but most of them have been pretty lopsided. Um, I mean, it would be easy for me to just say, yeah, I think that that just continues and UVA rolls to the next round. Um, I think that they're going to have to play well to win this game, though. I mean, Notre Dame's going to come in the fresher team. Um, like I said before, they play well in this tournament. I mean, last year they they upset Duke in the quarterfinals and then lost to an overwhelming North Carolina team in the final. But the year before that, they won the final. And the year before that, I think they um, were a down. They had like a little bit of a down year that year. But, um, yeah, I mean – I think it's kind of a toss-up, honestly. Um, I think if UVA keeps playing the way that they're playing though, I think that they would win. Um, their defense has been so good recently, and I think uh, they seem to have a recipe for beating this Notre Dame defense on the offensive end of the court. So I think that they could pull it out. And if I had to pick a pick right now, I would probably pick UVA.
0: Yeah, my thing with this game would be that since that game, Virginia has played a very different sort of lineup at times, right? In that game, Kyle Guy played 11 minutes. Ty Jerome played 14 uh, Momdi Diakite played five. Uh, Jack Salt played twenty four. Um, I'm not saying that Virginia would be considerably different per se, but I thought that that I, I just think that considering the team that we've seen Virginia sort of become um, since that game in what uh, late January uh, over the last month, um, I, I just I just feel pretty confident in Virginia getting this done um in the previous game what i think i think notre dame had a small lead at a couple of points and then virginia sort of pulled away as the game wore on that seems to be what i would expect here as well dave what about you virginia uh notre dame what's your what's your feeling
1: i mean i, I think this is the toughest game between virginia and the and the acc finals um you know notre dame is is a really good team but um I don't know. I think playing the night before helps Virginia just because, you know, we've talked at length over the season about, you know, how much this offense and defense is predicated on, you know, on understanding where your where your teammates are and kind of getting into a flow. Um, There's enough depth in Virginia, you know, doesn't have to be guys playing 20 minutes, you know, getting got 10 minutes of rest in a game or, you know, even five minutes of rest in the game pays dividends over the course of a few days so um i think it's going to be a heck of a game it's probably gonna it's probably gonna cause me to pull out all kinds of good luck charms but i think virginia will win it in a close one um yeah i mean like i said i i really think it's the toughest opponent in the in the bottom half of the bracket hmm
0: so uh so i think our final four in the league then are what carolina um you guys seemed a little bit we were a little bit at odds here do we want to say louisville or duke what was the general i forget what was the general consensus
1: i think it was two for duke wasn't it
0: all right let's go with carolina duke uh we were all a little sketchy about Florida state, but let's just assume the Florida state would beat tech in that scenario. Um, I would not, honestly, I would not be surprised if Wake Forest beat tech and then Wake Forest beat Florida state. I just genuinely would not be surprised. <laughs> and then Virginia, uh, in the bottom half. So Carolina Duke rematch in, in the uh, semis, uh, Friday night. Uh, how, how are we feeling uh, about that game? Uh, Dave, let's start with you. Would you, do you, who wins that rubber match between those two teams?
1: I like Carolina on, on the, uh, neutral floor um you know i'd have carolina play in louisville and i still have carolina winning that game i just like i said i mean, i think carolina is the surest bet in the top end and yeah duke's good and they could beat them louisville's good and they could beat them but i, I think carolina of those teams playing multi, you know playing a couple days in a row i'll have to look at what they've done this season and give it to carolina
0: okay ferber what about you buddy
2: Agreed. Um I mean I have them playing Duke and like I said before, um I mean I think Duke would have enough in the tank to get by Louisville, but I don't see them having enough to get in the tank to get by Clemson, Louisville and then North Carolina. Um I think they just run out of gas in the second half and Carolina wins by tenish, A little bit more convincing than they did the other night in Chapel Hill.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am too. Even though I'm not necessarily super down with Carolina being the best team or whatever whatever. I do think that that this is a matchup that sort of plays to their strength. Now, the one thing about Duke is if Grayson Allen were healthier or is able to play and they and the shooters get rolling, you could see a scenario where they would be tough to beat. Um, but I would have Carolina as well um, into the final. So maybe Florida State likely maybe Wake Forest or Virginia Tech uh, in this one uh, the second semifinal against uh, you, who we all picked UVA, um, I, I would have to pick UVA in that game. Um, I, I like them um, against Florida State. I'd like them against Wake Forest. I, I do think that this is one of the situations where the brackets sort of set up nicely for them. Falling to the to the six uh, as opposed to having to be in that eight nine game um, really made a difference. Um, and so, it, you know, being in the seven, you, you know, you're getting that earlier matchup against Florida State. But I, I like Virginia to, to get there. I just feel like. Of the teams that they would have to play in their half, Um, you know, there's a lot to there's a lot to like about kind of where they are right now. Um, Ferber, what about you? Do you do you feel good about Virginia in this scenario getting back to the to the ACC title game against uh, Carolina for a rematch?
2: I do. Um, I kind of agree with Dave. Where I feel like if they can get by Notre Dame, I think that's the big hurdle that needs to be you know overcome. Um, And Florida State's a good team and obviously capable of beating UVA. They already did it. Um, but that was a kind of like a superhuman performance by bacon. And I think that UVA is in a better place now on both ends of the floor, at least the way they've been playing over the last few weeks. So, um, I mean, normally I'm not a big fan of picking teams to make crazy runs on back to back to back nights like this, but I think it does set up well for UVA to, if they can get by Notre Dame, I think that they'll have a good chance to beat Florida state, um, and like I said, I think Florida State might get a game from Tech or Wake or whoever they get. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're a little gassed too. I don't think that extra day off or that extra day might not be that big of a factor in the end. So um I'm gonna take UVA in a in a somewhat close game, but I feel like they can I feel like they'll be, you know, out for revenge in this one.
0: The thing that I find interesting about that first game, one, it happened three months ago, which we all kind of need to keep that in mind. Like, these are both at the time, you know, very different teams. I mean, that was, what, Virginia's second loss of the year. Um, Dwayne Bacon, his numbers in that game, he was 6 of 9 from 3. But he was also – it was the shots he was making, not just necessarily that he was making shots. Um, And also, too, like, if you look at Virginia, what – uh, Kyle Guy played 23 minutes in that game. Ty Jerome played nine. Um, Jack Salt played 22. Um, I, I just feel like that was back in a very different time for UVA, um, and I just I don't know. The one thing that would 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 give me some trouble, um, in, in I guess in terms of being completely confident, is the length. Um, I, I don't know if if the light has really come on for Jonathan Isaac. I don't know if. You know, Terrence Mann is you know six foot six, two hundred pounds as well. Um, they've they've also got lots of lots of length on the bench to spare. Several six eight, six nine dudes just kind of chilling. And obviously, Komaji at seven four. So I don't know if, if Florida State's in position to really use its length, but if they if they did figure it out, um, that would be tough for Virginia, just given sort of the makeup of the team. So I think that's a potential sort of um, headache. And and certainly if you look at this matchup before Until Bacon sort of went nuclear It was it was really Virginia's game Sort of to win uh, Dave, I believe he had two points at halftime Yeah, he did He had two points in the first half And then he had uh, 26 in the or twenty Yeah, 26 in the second half uh, Dave, or 20 I guess twenty. Did he have two points in the half?
2: I'm pretty sure he had two Yeah, yeah. two,
0: okay So he finished with 29 Dave, how are you feeling about Florida State And Virginia If that's the matchup that we see in the semis? I mean, it's the
1: same thing I mean like I said, I think Notre Dame's the toughest matchup in that part of the bracket. Um, my my biggest apprehension is, you know, unless I missed one, no team is. Every team that's made the final
2: has had a double bye. So, um, you know, in the North four Carolina, minutes, North, how Carolina, did they a make it years ago. Okay, uh, when they had UVA in the semis, they were the five seed, but they okay. lost the final. All right. Well, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> so, well, lost, honestly, that was the year they lost to Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, you know, but if you if you look at the way the bracket sets up, and we pretty much, other than us playing Pitt in the first game, have UVA facing chalk, you know, until up to this point, um, and and you know, there's really I feel like if you look at the top of the ACC, it, it's hard to imagine facing chalk. And I don't want to look. This isn't a, putting down Notre Dame or Florida State, you know, the two and the three seeds respectively, but um, or vice whatever. Um, <laughs> But it's not like you're facing Louisville, Miami, Syracuse, Carolina. I mean, Notre Dame's good. I don't think they're a team that just wears you out physically, like like Louisville or, um, or Carolina can um, when when engaged. So, I, I think at this point, if, if Virginia's gotten through Pitt and they've gotten through Notre Dame, they're playing pretty well, which means they're yeah, they've got a nice little win streak going. Confidence is pretty good um, against a team that you know again they've got. Revenge doesn't play a big factor when you're playing your third game in three nights, but um, it's hard to see a Virginia team that was good enough to get through Notre Dame with with the leadership they do have and the pieces they have kind of spitting a bit against Florida State. Um, Of course, that would be the most Virginia thing ever, but (laughs) I'm going to pick them to beat Florida State and get to the final and give me something to do Saturday night.
0: <laughs> so uh, we've, we've got Virginia Carolina in the final a rematch from a year ago. I would say that I, I would pick Carolina to win that. I, I, not that I don't, not that I think that Monday night was some type of uh, outlier or anything like that. And I do think it would be a tough, tough win for Carolina. But I think that that, that team with their depth and they, what they want to do on the floor, um, when you're playing what would be there at this point, their fourth game in a row, I, I I just think that that's 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 a that's a tall tall task. Um, I, I do like I said I would expect that that game would be very good. I expect that Virginia would be certainly in it and they would have a chance to win it. I, I just think it would be really difficult for me to pick them to 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 do that. Uh, Ferber, what do you think? I
2: think the exact same thing. Um, I think that that you know just like I said with Duke in the semis, I think this is where UVA might actually run out of gas. Um, and is the type of team that feeds on that. I mean, they did last year, and it was—and UVA had the double bye last year, but you could tell that in the second half, UVA just couldn't get the shots to go in, and it looked like they kind of lost their legs a little bit. And Carolina didn't really run away with it with their offense. They just kind of sustained and uh, you know, were able to make a few more plays and win that game by you know whatever it was, a few points. But they kind of built a little bit of a lead. Um, so I think UVA would probably lose this game by— Eight
0: to 10 points if they play in the final. All right, Dave, what about you? What do you think?
1: I mean, I have a hard time picking Virginia to beat Carolina, you know, fourth game in four nights. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, a lot of the reason we had success against Carolina and you know, at home was, you know, was being able to play small, um, which kind of, you know, by definition means you've got to be hitting some shots when you're playing small to, to stay small. And, you know, so if Virginia comes out and hit shots. Maybe they have a chance, but my, my fear is that my fear is that the fourth, the fourth game in four nights would, would be most um, detrimental to our lack of scoring on the inside, you know, and, and lack of, you know, we've got some big men, but like, we don't have Carolina level big men, um, Rolling off the bench, so that, that's where I think Carolina gets this—just their size inside um, late in the game, and maybe it's close. You know, I don't think Virginia's going to come out and lay an egg, but you know, I think Carolina would probably win it by a couple possessions. Um, and I'd be okay with that. I'd be pretty happy with the finals run. Because I said all my prayers, and we beat Duke, and I won an <laughs> ACC title in my lifetime, so I can't complain ever again.
0: <laughs> I feel like if Virginia got there and, and made it to the championship, I mean, what does that mean for them seeding-wise? Would that bump them up to a three? Four? How do we...
2: Do I think, think I think they'd safely be a four, but maybe a three. Maybe
0: a th- be pushing the three, and then if they won it, they're definitely a three?
2: Yeah. I mean, they might even get to the two they might line, even get to a two. I don't know how crazy in. things yeah. get. I mean, if think about If they beat Carolina it, again, yeah.
0: You know, Pitt... It obviously ended Georgia Tech's chances of, of, of getting to the NCAA tournament. Um So that's one, would be one, maybe two. Well, I guess we're, we're assuming Wake Forest is in. So Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Florida State are all NCAA teams. So that would mean that Virginia would have to beat three, uh or excuse me, two um NCAA tournament teams to get to that game. Um Depending on, you know, how it shook out, I mean, you know, Heck, you, you 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 might have a really close one, and so you almost get like the bump of a win without a win. But you know, I agree. I just I just feel like it would be tough sledding, and that's not to say they couldn't do it, and that's not to say that um, you know it's going to have a detrimental it would have a detrimental impact on their NCAA tournament um, chances. Just be, you know, in terms of being able to play well. Um, but I just I, I don't know that 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 fourth game in four nights. That's that's the that's the hardest bridge for me to cross. So. But I do think it's going to be an interesting week. I um, you know you got to take care of business one by one by one, which seems cliché but it's really really true. I mean, we can talk about this tournament and and break down games that haven't ha- that haven't even been slated yet, but the reality is is that like if you you can't you, you, you that's just not the way it works, you know? Um, yeah. so Virginia has to get through one, get themselves right. Uh, I'm a little bit curious to see one one last little note before we wrap up. I'm a little curious to see how much they're able to play Mariel Shayok. He's been struggling lately, anyway, and then he he kind of hurt his knee in the second half warm up line. Um, so I know that that's something um, that Tony was was con- you know at least going to be you know concerned about. He's he's been in the in the photos at this point of of them you know warming up um, at practice and stuff. So at least he's there and he's and he's move and he's he's participating. I'm just not c- sure. You know what his what that knee is going to be like by tomorrow night. Um, so that's something to watch too. Is depth. You know they're gonna be playing so many games. They do have a good deep team. So you would you would think that that would be something that might play to their strength. So um, their their situation in terms of uh, of uh, injury might be something to watch. Um, but anyway, I think this is a good place to, to put a pin in it. We'll obviously be back next week. We'll, at that point we will we will know uh, what is happening with the Cavaliers. We're going to talk to uh, Patrick Stevens. Um, after the brackets come out, we'll talk to him about the bubble. We'll talk to him about the, the brackets. We'll talk to him about UVA's draw, and we'll get a good feel for uh, what the numbers say. And, and certainly uh, that's, one of the, uh, that's one of my favorite podcasts we do every year um, w- with Patrick. And then we'll be back before the game's. Uh, actually start next week we'll 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 break down at least the first weekend and kind of give you a a feeling of 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 how we see things kind of unfolding but anyway i want to say thanks again to everybody out there who continues to support the show thank you to those of you who both listen on the site as well as through your favorite podcast app by searching uh, Cavs corner podcast Uh, thanks to uh, to dave and and ferber for being on the show and uh, as always giving me uh, some of their their time this evening so uh, yeah, enjoy the gains, everybody. For David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.